Welcome to the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. Welcome to the Prog Talks, an interview series by the Prog Space where we will be talking to musicians in all corners of the progressive music scene. Welcome everyone to the Prog Talks with Uncle Prog, Rune, here today again. And today I have another Norwegian musician with me, Trun Jellum. How are you, Trun? Well, I'm having a quite good time. Uh, it's uh, sort of spring here in Oslo. And uh, I also have released an, a single today with one of my many musical projects. So it's a, well, it's, it's a good it's a good day yes we will we will get back to that single uh, <laughs> at one point here but you know the 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 main reason really which why i brought you on is because i wanted to talk about the album you released with suburban savages demagogue yeah. days it's been out for a little over a month right uh, yes it was released at the 5th of march on yeah. apollo Records. Mm. exactly once again, the, the the great Apollon Records with uh, all like a lot of Norwegian great prog and and you are yeah. you you guys are are also one of the bands that that are are signed there. So how has the reception been? How are you? How how do you feel about uh, the feedback you've had? Uh, it's been well. It's been so great. It's um, when we delivered the, the master for 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 pressing of LPs and CDs, we we had this feeling that well, it's it's something special about this album. And uh, fortunately, people have well, most uh, most reviewers and people have said the same that it's a it's an album that's uh, probably our best album. Uh, it's a very varied album. It has a, from all of these funny, small, shorter songs to this grander epics with, with a lot of sections and so on. And, and the response have been, some of the reviews are, you know, like, you know, says, states that this is the, the best album of 2021 and so on. So, so and we have sold a lot of records uh, yeah. on Bandcamp. I think we're out of CDs soon. And uh, so it's, um, yeah, it's been quite... Um, we're very satisfied. <laughs> that's that's nice, and it must be inspiring to see people enjoying the music so much and selling out and everything. Yeah, and and especially when when you when you read reviews and, and listen to 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 uh, podcasts and so on, and people are uh, saying kind of things that well that I was thinking when I wrote the music, you know, I, I, I was trying to, you know, put forwards, you know, uh, trying to, to make, uh, trying to turn to paint a kind of picture and, and suddenly realize that people, you know, see the same picture as me. That That's yeah, quite they, cool. <laughs> they, they picked up, they pick actually picked up on what you wanted to, you know, show yeah. with your music or tell with your music. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. Basically, which, yeah. Uh, and, and, a lot, that, and a lot of reviews are like that, you know. So yeah. and that's quite cool. Mm. <laughs> well, the band has been around for a while, you know. I, I, and and I wanted to ask you about because not everybody might be uh, familiar with Suburban Savages, and mm. the first album was released all the way back in two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven, wasn't it? 
yeah, and, late 2007. Yeah, yes, and the, and then the band was called Trund and the Suburban <laughs> Savages, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's actually was actually called when you see it's it's a tr and then it's a little dot there yeah, and it's yeah. because it's yeah it's kind of a tribute to the old uh, Roland tr drum machines, you know, tr eight oh eight nine oh nine and so on. And 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 a friend of mine. Well, way back in time, called me, you know, TR on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. almost unpronounceable, you know. Nobody, nobody can see the joke, you know. Nobody Thanks. get it. But uh, yeah, it started. Uh, but it started out well, two thousand three, four ish. I started writing songs, and then okay. I, then Thomas. Thomas Meidel got involved, and, and then it suddenly evolved and became a, a, a band. Yeah. After, after, yeah. Because on this new album, you have Thomas Meidel, which you mentioned. You also have mm. Anders Krabberud, and mm. then new uh, the new person on this album is uh, Mari Lesteberg, right on keyboards and vocals. And mm. but but the band has had other musicians involved through that through this period right you had another guitarist on the previous album yeah. Kureva, which was released in 2017 yeah because that mm-hmm. that album is um the first one you did for apollon is it isn't it yes yeah correct uh, we, we had um, uh, in in 2007. It, it just started as a kind of solo project for me. Thomas yeah. got involved and he played some he played guitars and keys. And then a friend of mine called Hans Petter was Hans Petter was also involved on keyboards. And and then I needed a bass player. And uh, one of well the best bass player I know is Anders from Hans Papa. So I asked him, and he was very interested. Uh, and we recorded that. Yellow album, the TR on and the Suburban Savages, yeah. and um, it grew into a, a, a permanent band. We played a lot of concerts in 2007, 2008. We, we played a lot of concerts, and then it kind of, uh, well, then Ponce Papa um, became the main, kind of yeah the main band project. You know, people get work and kids and all that kind of stuff. Yes, and. And then we realized that we it, it was too much fun playing this music and too much fun writing it and so on. So we needed to have the band put together again. And then we included Nina Kalvur uh, on guitar. Yes. And she also has a wonderful Moog guitar, which has this infinite, it's infinite sustain thing, you know, frick on steroids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that unique sound that is on that album. I've always wondered about that, but that's very a very unique sound. Yeah, very unique, uh, and you can get uh, and you can even have infinite sustain with a clean sound, you know, which is oh. in, more or less impossible. Exactly. On, on yeah. Yeah, uh, and and it's not it's not like an ebo for with the ebo you only play one string at a time. Yeah. But yeah. With this one, you get the chords and so on. So so yeah, Nina was uh, very much integrated into Dan. Um, then she got uh, the opportunity to have um, to take uh, um, to become a doctor in 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 um, oh, what's it called uh, language studies uh, linguistics oh, I see. in Lingu- California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she and she California she had to move away. Bit... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So she had to move away. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's not that easy to rehearse when she lives in, in California and San Diego and we, we are located in Oslo, Norway. Of course not, of course not, yeah. yeah. But um, before she left, uh, we got a new keyboard player because my good friend Hans Petter uh, didn't have time to, to spend on music. So um, and I got a tip from uh, Ola... Um, uh, in uh, who plays bass guitar in in Glutton uh, and and Metropolitan uh, Mine about the Mari and uh, I checked out her band called Fractal Frac- Fraction Destruction and she she's really great she's she is kind of brought up she's a, quite a few years younger than the rest of us but mm-hmm. she's brought up with the same progressive rock. I maybe think she her first keyboard was an organ that could play Hammond sounds because her big her big she was she was a big fan of Keith Emerson. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, yeah, yeah. And she has a beautiful voice. She's uh, very good timing, very good timing, very steady in, in regarding tempos and rhythms. So uh, and so when uh, Nina left, it was kind of well we we had. Uh, this quartet with guitar-based drums and keyboards, so we, we decided to stay, be, just stay as the uh, as the quartet we was. So, so uh, well, uh, it kind of sums up the history. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, well, uh, uh, that that sort of answers another question I wanted to ask. Not fully, but it but it sort of answers it because these uh, uh, musicians, you know, coming and going out of the band, and and I have to say yeah. that that. Uh, the first album and even Kureva is maybe less accessible than this new album. Uh, this new one seems to be, you know, very positive, upbeat. It has a lot of catchy melodies. And mm-hmm. and the previous albums, even if I do enjoy them very much, they are a bit more convoluted, a bit more, you know, you have to listen a bit more to them to, to get into. It's like some of these new tracks are almost like, you know, pop music catchy, that there's details in them that sort of strike you at the first listening. So I was yeah. wondering, how would you... What about the the musical evolution of the band since that first album in 2007 up until, of course, that long break until you yeah. recorded Kureva and then now this new album? How would you describe that? Does it have to do with the musicians coming and going? Of course, you write a lot of the music. What has changed? Well, you, you, you touched upon quite a few elements there. Uh, I have changed. Uh, all the musicians have become a much bigger part of the band, and with yeah. their influences, their their suggestions, their 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 what what they are also uh, um, bring to the table in the band. And yeah. generally, when I started Suburban Savages. Uh, I have played in Pons Papa for quite a few years, and, and Pons Papa have kind of grown into this kind of. Well, in Pons Papa, we do we have a lot of freedom. We, we can do a lot of lot of stuff in Pons yeah. Papa, but it's yeah. most complicated instrumental music. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I've always been a huge fan of you know, vocal singing using the the voice um also i'm also a huge fan of you know uh, you know sim- simpler you know music like uh, I, as much as i love yes and genesis you know gentle giant and so on i'm also a huge fan of you know like 
Kraftwerk, uh, of uh, Talking Heads, uh, B-52s, all yeah. that kind of music. I love that, that, that those beautiful melodies that just hangs onto your ear right away. And um, so I wanted to create music that was a little bit more, that was very diverse from yeah. Papa. When Excellent. I was decided to make my first solo album, I didn't want to make an album that sounded like a, a drummer-led Panzer Papa, you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, well, and Thomas was involved at the first album, uh, and he is an extremely creative uh, musician. Uh, and he always had, you know, he just have always have an idea. He always have something to say, always something to twist and turn the simplest idea into something special. Mm. And uh, even if I wrote mostly most of the parts on the first album, Thomas was involved there. And then when I came to writing music for Koreva, I have... I have started to become well a better composer. Mm. You know, uh, I, I could I, I could even play some you know play some chords on the keyboards and so on. <laughs> uh, and I started to uh, I, I read some books about composing. I don't read music, but I can uh, or write it, but I can uh, I can use the computer and so on. Yeah. So I learned some musical theory. Try to listen, try to uh, learn the, the the building blocks of making music. And um, uh, and I also wanted to explore other sounds on Cordova. So therefore, the last track is this kind of pastiche of of crowd, German crowd rock yes. used with improvisation and huge symphonic explosion at the end. You know, like it's King Crimsonish. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and in my opinion, that that album is kind of like all over the place, <laughs> and very dense, very 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 dense harmonics and so yeah. on. Very simple tunes, mainly very A B A B C A B structure. And when I started to write music for uh, for Demagogue Days, I, I had the ideas, but I wanted to get. Uh, the involvement from the other musicians because they are, you know, uh, you have Thomas with all his uh, all his creativity, but also Anders is a really really skilled uh, composer. Yeah, some of the most intriguing, very the most uh, well, the most avant garde compositions uh, on on some of the Panzer albums is written by Anders. Yeah, uh, it, a, lot, a lot of times it's just he's very much into this, you know, writing. Uh, riffs and and so on that just go go and go and go with with yeah. stuff on the top and some of them are so complicated rhythmically <laughs> there are oh I can't remember which song it was I I I think we've been rehearsing two years to get it right you know <laughs> so we played it in yeah. France in 2013 and and when everybody came in at the same one it was like yes you can <laughs> finally <laughs> it's working <laughs> the, it's mach working. the, mach the machine work. is finally running right so <laughs> yeah it's finally running yeah. and um but to cut it short it's we uh I realized that having all these good musicians and, and Mario, of course, in the band, I, I realized I have to use their strength to, yeah. to, to make. And, and I also wanted to make an album that was as much as I love dense, complex, dark, you know, music. I also yeah. love, you know, the sunny side of life, you know, mm. uh, and the sunny side of music, you know, and, and, and I wanted to make 
an album that was a little bit more symphonic, you know. Mm. Uh, and, and and the cool thing is that I think it was um, Jakob Lupo that said that it sounded like my Genesis and Saga roots were <laughs> exposed oh, yeah. on this album. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree with Jakob there. Uh, Jakob Lupo, of course, from White Willow and Telepath, and mm. is very well known uh, producer. Yeah. And so yeah. I agree with his take, you know, that that album shows the, the saga and the sticks and, the, you know, I also yeah. get some, I also get some like, you know, some of those tracks feels like being out in the sun for me. Yeah, and, nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, another album which, which so, sort of gives me those feelings are some of the, you know, later Camel albums, which are like focused mm. on more, more, you yeah, know, jazz yeah. and fusion. And, you know, it's very upbeat and a positive energy. Yeah. And yeah. I have to say that for being a Norwegian band, I, I feel it's quite unique because you touched on it, you know, the, the darkness, mm. the bleakness, a bit of, you know, this like earthy feel. Mm. That, that a lot of Scandinavian and Norwegian prog has. But this album is sort of different. It's more uplifting. Why, why do you think uh, Suburban Savages went in that direction? Where you were never like, um, you were never tempted to make like a, a woody, woodsy, mountain, <laughs> marshland, uh, bleak Norwegian no. uh, <laughs> prog album. I, I I love that kind of music. Me too, I even yeah. play in a band called Ingelve with with Kjell Andersen and Gautas Yes, uh, another really thing. Them. Another thing we'll be touching on actually. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. An, an epic dark Norwegian uh, wood prog of the woods. You know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but generally, I think it has something to do with. Uh, uh, when we started recording this album, it was in 2019. It was, you know, it, it was just another carefree year, you know. It, yeah. it, it was just the year. And then when, and then, well, and then the pandemic arrived Happened, at the yeah. scene. Yeah. And, um, and for me, sitting, uh, I was, I, was, I mixed the album uh, uh, the spring summer of 2020 yeah and for me it was like uh it, it was kind of a kind of a life belt in 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 this situation we are you know to focus on music and and i wanted to focus on the, the positive aspect lifting up you know the, the big harm the big vocal harmonies mm. um and the lyrics are a little bit like they are uh, all kinds of uh, some of them are just pranks, but, uh, but other are more deeper. Uh, but we're not, and well, okay, to get it short, I, as a person, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a pretty positive guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and I love, I, I, as much as I love, you know, as much as I love Starless, I love Samra Mamasmana, uh, you know, and Lars Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the, those those two uh, sides of it, you know, and and the the you know that deep dark, you know, where you can sort of get lost in it, but also these things that lift you up, that bring you up. And I feel this yeah, album yeah, is very yeah, much yeah. touching on that. You mentioned the lyrics, and I, I wanted to talk about <laughs> that because it's not really a concept album, right? Uh, this no, album, but there's a, but there's a theme. Could I say there's a theme to this 
to yeah. it to do yeah. with communication yeah. to do with the information or the lack yeah. of thereof perhaps could you speak a little bit about that theme yeah you you touched uh, well you touched upon it there it, it's the co- communication is is the headline uh or, or lack of thereof you know yeah uh and when uh you have to remember that the music was written uh before the trump administration <laughs> and the lyrics was written after you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the, therefore the demagogue the demagogue yeah, the demagogue days in demagogue days yeah yeah and uh, some of the uh, and i think in um on many levels every song has this aspect of communication for instance the song iconoclast uh, yeah. the second single from the album right, has this it's kind of a call to arms for people who want to oppress other people you know uh this proclamation from the authorities go crush the heretics you know yes yes um while demagogue days is a sunny uplifting tune about lying politicians <laughs> uh while uh under mirrored skies is this song about uh, uh someone who kind of well, f- falls to the bottom of the sea, to, 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 to the bed of the um, of the sea, and, sea, sea bed, yeah, yeah. And, but also, this uh, it's a song about you know losing, losing, uh, losing it, basically. Oh, while yeah. while the opening track um, uh, aroused and confused maybe says it all in title. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, so everything, everything on this album is, in one way or the other, about this communication. This about or the lack of the communication. Yeah. And um, uh, but but the concept kind of grew out of the music, so to say. You know, it's it's um, uh, and some of the lyrics started out just like you know lead lyrics that we needed to have a vocal line, and suddenly yeah. they turned into real real lyrics. You know. Yeah. Because you are the kind of composer then that you you write the music first and and then the lyrics comes after. You're not yeah, like uh, yeah. writing poetry and then you know you put music to them. It's the other way around for you. Yeah, for for me it's the other way around and uh, basically for Thomas also. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I always like you know the way. One of the greatest things about Yes for me is, is the way that they use the vocals as in, in some part of the from fragile up until relayer uh, going for the one they they use the vocals more as an instrument uh, than a vehicle for 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 some messages. A lot of they use the words more as sound painting, sound painting and yes. and, and text more, more than the typical lyric, rock lyric, you know, yeah. that's our easily understandable mountains came out of the sky <laughs> and I stand there. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, exactly. close to Put, the edge down yeah. by the river. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it is and, like and, you um, say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, I, so for me, I, I, I like to sing, but I hate to write lyrics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's maybe also why, you, like you said, they come more naturally than yeah. than to sit down and sort of force those lyrics out of you. 
you yeah. start like you said lead lyrics like just putting something down on paper to have something to sing and then mm. sort of it starts to paint a picture oh what is this yeah. mood what how can i put it down on the paper that i'm experiencing yeah. while singing or while we're playing this this uh, music yeah. i wanted yeah. to ask then you know because you mentioned the pandemic and how you started you know the process of making the album before the pandemic and of course i guess all musicians everyone really but all musicians who who are uh, recording or making new music during this period have been affected so uh what was the the process then of recording the album you know writing the lyrics coming up with this team was it affected mm. by the pandemic you know you guys were you able to meet up and, and play together did you have to do more you know from a distance how did it work mm. out for you and, and how was the process we um most all the drums were recorded in 2019 before the pandemic uh, yeah. and a lot of the bass uh, and the, the, the bass guitar, bass synths and so on. And some of the keyboards and and uh, and because uh, Mari became a mother and uh, in, 20, in the summer of 2019 and she got a daughter and we agreed to start, you know, rehearsing again uh, after half a year at the beginning of 2020, you know, yeah. and then the pandemic. It's, so yeah. uh, and, and that was also the plan to finish the album in early 2020. So she so uh, in 2020 I think we saw each other kind of five times or something. Mm. And uh, we, we managed to rehearse uh, and we managed to uh, we, we had some plans to make a concert and so on but it fell through of course. Yeah. And so but so uh, all the so we were never in the same room recording anything in 2020. Besides, yeah. um, uh, Thomas and me recording some vocals at his studio. So and and having this, you know, we were really we live in the same town, but it felt like we were living on different planets. Yeah, you could just as easily have been <laughs> all over the world, really, with the way it it yeah, ended really, up being. Really. Yeah. Uh, so we had this kind of you had we, we were close but so far away yeah and, and that also and that's kind of because some of the lyrics a lot of the lyrics wasn't right wasn't finished before the pandemic so i think for me a lot of the stuff was finished after the pandemic because then it suddenly yeah um, the concept it, it became clear what the what the lyrics should be about you know yeah. and the communication aspect was much easier to to grasp when you suddenly couldn't communi communicate in at least in person exactly exactly i think uh, what you're touching on there the, the fact that maybe it it become more to the front of your mind and everyone's minds how you reliant we are on you know that social aspect of being able to see each other and communicate yeah. face to face yeah. and everything and suddenly yeah. everything is moved over to you know less effective means of communications you know even mm -hmm. like us doing this over zoom is sort of a less yeah. effective way than it would have been if we could meet up and, and talk to each other face to face so yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. guessing that sort of put another like a few ideas maybe into your lyrical basket or or on how to to work with the team it, it definitely do and uh it definitely did that and and it's it kind of reflected 
especially especially um, under mirrored skies, and uh, was really affected by this kind of this feel, this sinking feeling yeah. of of everything kind of falling down, not being able to rise up. You know, yeah. uh, whatever you try to do, you can you, you you try to swim, but you sink. You know, exactly. Uh, and 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 it's a well, I I haven't been. Uh, personally affected I, I haven't had covid or something but I, i'm working as a teacher in secondary school yeah. in, in, a, in a part of oslo which is very affected by the pandemic so i i have uh, i have been in quarantine quite a few times and have a lot of uh, students that have been sick ill uh, and uh, colleagues and so on so it ha- have affected me the whole context of my private life and my working life have been very much affected by this pandemic. Yeah. I've, I've been affected by it every day since it started. And, and, and then at some part in 2020, when you realize that, oh shit, it's going to be for at least a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is, you know, this sinking feeling, the yeah. feeling like, oh, I, fuck it, I can't swim anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I see. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of us have, even if we we have the opportunity to to keep in touch with others, we are feeling mm-hmm. or, or or we felt that feeling of isolation. You know, to like you mm-hmm. say, to sink to the bottom of the ocean, and you know there yeah. are people out there. You know there are people all around, but you know it just seems so far away at 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 that mm-hmm. point <laughs> to be able to get back into that social distance where you actually can can interact with people. Uh, in fact, the next album by one of my projects electron project the, the next album is is in fact going to be called uh, uh, at some point in a less so socially distanced future <laughs> <laughs> i like that i love that title and 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 i have to say i hope that point comes sooner than later but i can see how that is that is uh, an inspiration indeed you know because it's it affects every every aspect of our life really If you are enjoying this interview, please head over to theprogspace.com for more reviews, articles, pictures and interviews all about progressive music. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. theprogspace.com Well, you mentioned Electron, then, and I think that's a nice segue to into talking about that because that's, of course, one of your yeah. other projects, which released a single <laughs> today. And today, yes, yeah, in uh, which and also, that single is cool. yeah, which it's also right, yeah. sort of feels like it's um, commenting on yeah. the current. It's it's called in these dark times, right? That's correct. Uh, yeah, and. When I wrote that uh, song earlier, last well, at the end of last year, I, um, I, I it, it was a very fitting title for this. You know, it was okay. It wasn't a normal uh, Christmas holiday. No. You couldn't have a normal New Year's Eve. Everything was like very unnormal. Yes, and, and I and I came up with this title in these dark times, dark times. and which is. In spite of the title, it's a very, very kind of uplifting song. It's about not, uh, not kind of. Uh, it tries to 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 tell that 
Uh, well, it's light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a, uh, it's not another train, you know. <laughs> no, that's the thing, you <laughs> know. I, I managed to listen a couple of times to the to the track today before before our interview, yeah, and yeah. I was like, this 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 doesn't sound like dark times at all. It actually sounds no. quite, you know. So I felt like like there was some kind of message in there that this is, you know, we might be in dark times, and it me- might be dark times, but. But there's it's it's not a negative it's not a de- like a depressing like song and 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 in general uh, you know in electron I guess you would have room for that because you you know your inspirations with Kraftwerk and Devo and the bands you mentioned artists you mentioned you know you you could have an opening for creating more you know what can I say more serious more darker more music there yeah. so. But but you didn't. So is that the same then as with uh, demagogue days that there is a need to have a positive feeling? Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I think it's about, it's about having trying to trying to you know spread a little light in all the darkness, and and uh, and and it's also because. Uh, well, I, uh, some years back, uh, I had this huge heart operation, and, mm. and uh, it was very serious. I had this triple bypass, so it was—it's oh. not your uh, regular no, that's <laughs> day not, at the uh, hospital. Ex- exactly, that's yeah, life-changing uh, and, uh, event. Yeah, and after I wrote that, and after that experience, I I got this mentality. Of, I wanted to use my time on Earth to to spread some little a little bit of positivity, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 I think that kind of goes like a red thread uh, as a thread in all my music now. I agree. And I, I will, yeah, make it. And, and I'm also a huge fan of Beach Boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, who? Well, who isn't? Or uh, everybody yeah, should yeah. be. That's my that's my opinion yeah. on that. But but yeah, there is like a. a, a a sunny side to your music which i which i really enjoy and and i have to say you know uh with electron that's also something that i've enjoyed as far as i know you released one ep right which yeah, which is uh, which is uh simply called ep <laughs> yeah so so when did you start you know fiddling around with the the concepts that would lead into electron and uh I mentioned, you know, Kraftwerk, and what's your inspirations when it comes to Electron? Um, it's uh, I have to start with uh, I'm a drummer at heart. You know, I started with drums when I was a really young boy, uh, and and, then, and I love playing drums. But that's you know, uh, and still do. But, but at some point, I, I wanted, you know, to try to learn another instrument. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a little bit too lazy to learn guitar or keyboards for real, you know. So, and I always love the sounds of um, the old analog gear from yeah. the 70s, 80s. And, and when I got the opportunity to use, uh, I have behind, behind me here the, the, the sequence that, uh, that I use, uh, the Ableton Live. Yeah. And I realized that I can compose music there and record it, record all this synth and make music that sounds a little bit like the synth music I grew up with in the mm. early 80s, you know. 
uh, things like, you know, Devo, From 242, yep. and all that kind of stuff that I really like this kind of, uh, uh, well, in From 242 is very aggressive music, but it is, uh, well, yeah. Devo is a little more wacky music, more exactly. twisted music. Yeah, more crazy. Yeah. I want to do, and the Kraftwerk is this, you know, this ice cold precision, especially the later albums, you know? Yeah, like this <laughs> overwhelming, <laughs> you know, like uh, very like uh, stern and uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and no drama, you know. Uh, <laughs> I remember I saw them in Oslo in 2004, I think, and then one of their computers skipped, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the guys, and the only reaction was like, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Other musicians were like, ah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or started saying <laughs> something, in, yeah, you know, starting addressing the audience or something, but it just doesn't happen. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah. It's the same. I, I saw them. Uh, I saw them in Trondheim a, a few years ago as well in the pouring rain, and it was so. It was raining so hard that you know those those we had those goggles that they passed out. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like sort of melting off your face. But the band was completely unaffected. They just, you know, stood there in the pouring rain, just playing like perfectly and not making yeah, a. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can totally see what you mean by that sternness and that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. so you try, but but that's not the that's not the kind of atmosphere you bring into electrons. I feel because when I first heard about the project, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like some craftwork, like yeah. you know. But but. When I listened to the EP, it wasn't like that at all. No, and it's uh, basically it's it's very much uh, kind of my the pop musician inside me that is kind of <laughs> coming yeah. out uh, in that project. I love pop music. Uh, I love a good melody, uh, and so it's kind of pop music with a twist. I yeah. would say. Yeah, um, I agree. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, and and I, and. I, and as I told you earlier, that uh, a lot, I, I like to listen to you know uh, gloomy, dark music. Yeah, but complex. I, I'm not. I'm not that good at making it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you know. I think uh, that's not completely true because you know with Ponce Papa, which which I want to move on to. Yeah. You know, you do play some music that is. If not gloomy, at least it's quite a bit more complex and authoritative, you know, in the way both it's performed and written. And and I guess that's one of the, you know, that's that's uh, you have released eight albums, is that it, or seven? Well, we and then we have released seven, and we have and we then, are writing and rehearsing for the eight. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's seven, mm -hmm. and then the live. Then the live album, yeah. right? Yeah, which yeah, the, yeah, from yeah. Paris, yeah, and uh, or France, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, how did you how did you get involved with that band? Because I feel that is more of an outlet for, you know, there's some some avant garde in there. There's some mm -hmm. rock in opposition. I would say seems to be an influence mm -hmm. there. Uh, what's yeah. the background for Ponce Papa? Well, it's. In fact, it's 24 years since I met uh, Stana Berva, uh, the sax uh, player in the band. And uh, it was we, together with a, a guitar player um, called Kultur Abramsen and a bass player, uh, Jürgen Schulstad, who started the band in 1997, 98. Mm. And uh, it started out basically because I was playing in this heavy prog outfit called Sangueza and Steinheim 
had uh, at that point written, I think it was a, a good 90 minutes of music for uh, music for inspired by Lord of the Rings, you know? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, that kind of concept. And I needed a drummer because they were going to play at the festival, a kind of a Tolkien festival at the University of Oslo. I see. And, uh, and we realized... Uh, after a rehearsal, we uh, I, I lived here in Oslo and at Bislet, and uh, at uh, I made some food and we sat down to all the band and I started to playing you know this Samma Mamas Mama Magma Henry Cow Universe here I was I was listening a lot to that at that time mm. and Stein, I was like wow I've never heard this music before and 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 it and we kind of realized working with this project that we, we if not i mean also a huge fan of queen you know both of us yeah, yeah. huge queen fans and and we start we, we realized that we wanted to make music together and then we got this and not the typical symphonic bombastic rock but a little no. bit more intricate more involved instrumental music and when we got Jarla uh, Stoleken on guitar yeah. uh, and uh, on bass guitar we they are extremely good musicians very very, very highly skilled yeah. uh, but also not musicians but also very good writers very good writers and um, and then it, it kind of we, we, we realized that we can play almost everything you throw at the table you know <laughs> exactly. it takes some time to rehearse it but it, yeah and um, and then therefore we we could make even more and more complex music and we did <laughs> yeah and it seems also like the band became you know those early albums are a little bit more tongue-in-cheek with the the yeah. song titles and everything it, it's a bit more crazy while the the last album, Sumadis Suite, which came out mm-hmm. in 2019, right? Yes. That, that's that's uh, even if you know you, it's still the noticeably still the same band. It is uh, more. I wouldn't call it streamlined, but it's sort of more a clearer vision, maybe for for a, a serious band project where it's quite obvious that the the first things was just some uh, i want to say crazy inspirations coming together and we just want to make some crazy music together right yeah i, th- I think you summed it pretty good up there uh very good uh, very good summed up and um yeah it, it was uh, it was you know it was crazy days those early albums <laughs> and and, uh, and it was great fun and and we still play uh, uh, some of those songs uh and uh, in fact one of our uh, pandemic uh, projects in Pons Papa have been to re-record one of the earlier tracks and we're making a video for it oh, right now. We're going very... to be released uh, well, in, sometime in May. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, and it's, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's a little bit more serious now than before, but, uh, but, uh, but what all the reviewers and people are telling us that that's still what's, Typical Pons Papais, even if it's very complex, you can always find some melodic element to cling on to. You know? Yes, absolutely. It's a melody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and so even if it's become a little bit more uh, 
serious, more involved, more more intricate. It, it's yeah. it's still music that I feel can you can you don't need to be a progressive rock fan to enjoy the music. I agree with that. I agree with that, especially you know with your listening to your latest album that's that's like that's good music in in general it's 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 interesting and good music and i i don't think you need to be a particularly deep into progressive music to enjoy a lot of the music on that album and that came mm-hmm. out like we mentioned in 2019 so I'm, i i go, i have to ask then are there uh things happening in the Ponser papa camp you know are you uh, writing new yeah. stuff or you mentioned yeah, the video, the video um, that's going to come out, of course. That's interesting. But uh, are you making new music? In fact, behind me now on the monitor screen, there is, is a Pounce Papa project. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Anders and uh, Jarle uh, got this uh, in, in the early 2000s, just after they joined the band. They had this, uh, I think it was Anders who had this concept for something. It, it, it's a book, book by a, a French writer called Raymond Conneau, huh? which is called Exercises in Style. Hmm. And he's having this uh, short note where he just, you know, uh, describes uh, uh, something that happens. And then you have 98 versions, different versions of that, you know, metaphoric and uh, backwards, all that kind of stuff. They were really inspired by, well, why not make kind of like... Uh, 1998 exercises in style musical styles <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really interesting and like a real challenge you know to yeah, have to yeah have to view your uh, own music through so many different lenses and i'm guessing you know the first few might be easier but then you sort of come up against you know starting to you know what are we going to do next yeah, and there, and this project is in, as it looks like, it is going to be uh, based on uh, on be completely digital uh, and sold through and released through uh, Bandcamp only. Yeah, and uh, because what we are, we are not recording the exercise, the first four are are released at the same time now in May. Yeah, but uh, then we are going to release, you know, number fifty six and fifty seven. And I, I have started because because of my electron stuff, I have some things that are pretty wacky and crazy and totally electronic. And we have uh, some great pianists, piano players that are going to play a piano concerto for us. Yeah. We have. Uh, a professional accordionist. We have, uh, wow. and we're going to have a, a, a soil magma version, and uh, yeah, and, and we have a lot of people that are really interested in contributing to this. So we're yeah. going to release four songs in early May. Yeah, and then we're going to release. I think trying to have 10, 15 of them out during. 2021 yeah i see so, uh, over the year uh, as, as the year progresses yeah, there will yeah. be more more uh, versions or more yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, and that is really that have been a kind of a lifesaver now in the pandemic having this stuff to work on because we have never played this music never ever played this beside one song that was at the pesto dance yeah uh the track there is is in fact one of the the exercises and stuff but um uh, we have never ever played this music together before we recorded it in the studio. Ah. Never ever. <laughs> so, this is kind of everything is living in 
at the net, you know, at exactly. the internet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everything is like digital in, in this, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, in, it's like a separate world where this, this music is living, right? Yeah, kind uh, of parallel musical universe, you know. Very, very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to hear that and, and we'll hear yeah. some of that in May, right? So that's, that's yeah. going to yeah. be, yeah. I want to mention also because earlier in this interview already we min- mentioned Ingeliri. Which is yeah. sort of the the woodland prog of uh, <laughs> that that you have been involved in with Shetil uh, Vestrum Einarsen, which I guess mm-hmm. a lot of people know from his involvement in in Wobbler and White Willow. He's a flutist uh, on those albums, right? Uh, on a yeah. lot of those albums, and uh, so so far uh, you have released one long track with uh, Ingeliri which is like 25 26 minutes or something yeah, something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, what what's the history behind this project <laughs> um well it's it's uh, i didn't write the music that was uh, Chetil, Chetil, yes. uh write uh, play flute and sing on the song and uh, and Gauta Stuzve, and the guitar player and bass yeah. player, um, and they have uh, Seattle have always been this kind of different figure in from everybody else in the Norwegian prog society. Yeah, uh, and and Gauta have never been kind of a prog rocker. No, no, not they, really. They yeah, prog background at all, you know. Yeah, but they wanted to make prog rock. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and I was involved because they needed a drummer, and and I just love the music. So it's so we recorded yeah. two songs, in fact, um, and the other one is also a uh, long epic. And uh, it's it's the same with their wonderful project Vesabaglom. When they when they first have started playing a song, they can't manage <laughs> to finish it. You know, <laughs> it just has to go on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the wonderful art of ending a song is maybe it's, you a, know? it's the hard uh, the hard part in in yeah. The hard part but, part but, but personally, I have to say I'm I'm glad they're struggling with that because with Ingelri, I really really enjoyed that that extended yeah. track you you guys. Uh, released there and uh, and i don't know if that's if this is true but i heard some rumors that because i know shetil is uh listening to and inspired by all sorts of like weird black metal and these kinds of stuff as well and i heard some rumors that originally he had envisioned this sort of forest project to be like more black metal inspired or something am i wrong or Yeah, I, I think, yeah, well, yes, uh, and, and I think so. And, and he had, yeah, and but at the same time, uh, Gaut, I remember when he was in the studio when we recorded drums, and he wanted me to sound like Jung Christensen, you know, <laughs> the, the jazz drummer. So it's <laughs> exactly, yeah, <laughs> and this kind of mashed up there, you know, yeah. black metal meets, so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> black metal meets jazz drumming. So that, that's but, but yes. that's that, that's when interesting black stuff jazz, is created, yeah. black jazz, yeah. That's when interesting <laughs> stuff is created, right? So definitely, and yeah. and and it's um, it's it's a it's a studio project only, but yeah. I uh, I hope it's uh, I'm hoping to that the second song also will be released because yeah. it's it's also pretty cool. I'm looking so, forward to to hearing that. I hope it will become available, and that's also just a digital project, right? There's no physical releases so far, at least with with Ingeliri. <laughs> No, you you know it's uh, uh, 
physical releases are <laughs> if you have if you are a band like you know Hans Papa, you know, Suburban and so yeah. on, it's it's possible yeah. to sell quite a few physical copies, but starting out as a band now, it, you know, just being a small group that don't play that much concerts and so on, it's it's not feasible to release. No. And especially uh, at especially at this time as well, where everything is so uncertain with you know the when can we gig again, when can we tour, mm-hmm. and bands that maybe have no like real interest in you know playing gigs live. You know, I I know a lot of bands. That's where they sell their albums. That's where mm-hmm. they sell their mm-hmm. merchandise and stuff like that. So it's totally understandable. But I I must say I would love to have that on a CD or even better uh, vinyl of that Ingeldi yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to. You know, we're getting up on fifty minutes, so I'm yeah. I'm gonna you know finish up a bit. But I wanted to ask finally. You know, I'm I'm guessing you guys in suburban had would have wanted to play live to have a release gig to you know get out there somehow uh mm-hmm. and those plans are are on hold or or maybe will have to be re- remade uh what is in the future for uh, suburban savages we are uh we're planning to r- starting to write new music for uh, a new album, in fact, yeah, a follow-up. And, uh, yeah, because we, uh, at least here in Oslo, it's it's impossible to say when things are going to open up. And, yeah, I think that's the um, same all over the world, really. Yeah, yeah. and every, every band is interested in playing live, you know. So yeah. so it's uh, uh, you need to have a de- you need to have a year with six hundred days to get every band covered, you know. So so uh, so we have realize that okay if you can play a gig in this year it, it's a bonus if not well we will take it some other time but we we are uh, we have had we are we are planning to start to write for a new album and 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 that, that's the that's the beauty of, of using you know internet is that we can exactly. everybody have exactly have digital workstations at home so we can send ideas and and, uh, and, uh, and exchange ideas and, and concepts and, uh, and yeah create you're, music without meeting each other you're you're able to actually keep up and being productive and and stay yeah. in communication with each yeah. other even if you're yeah. sort of yeah. a bit yeah. isolated yeah well i'm yeah. glad to hear that and i hope the chances to see you guys live will come maybe during yeah. 2021 or later because uh, i i I just feel this music is going to be amazing to see and listen to live. And uh, you. for you guys who are watching and listening to this, I think you should head over to Suburban Savages Facebook and Bandcamp, listen to their music, which is also available on streaming services. Even better, buy their albums. Because like yeah. Turun <laughs> says, you know, it's, it's going to be sold out this so you better get your coffee and uh, thank you Trun. it was very very nice to have you on with me here it was a pleasure and uh, keep up the good work thank you so thanks everyone please like and subscribe because that helps us at the prog space a lot and see you next time the prog talks produced by the prog space Main host, Rune Belsvik Reynos. Produced by Rune Belsvik Reynos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirsch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. 
Outro theme by Sek Munamis. This was the Prog Talks by the Prog Space. See you in a week. <laughs>